It's because I did the Muggsy photo shoot. Oh, right. I didn't know I was going to be wearing shorts in the Muggsy photo shoot. I ended up having to wear shorts without getting any sun on my legs and going, oh my God. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. This is episode... 27. 27? 27. 27. You know because the text you sent us for yep. the link. Yep. 27. Uh, we are recording on... This is Saturday. Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day. I love when all the 42s and all the dope socks are out. I will say, I think that, Zach, you probably will agree with me on this. That's like one of my goals is to be up for Jackie Robinson Day. Like, I think yeah. that's an awesome tradition to all wear 42. So correct. Generally, it's very difficult to be up for Jackie Day because you basically have to break it's with the break, team right? yeah. because it's April 15th or something. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really early in the year. And that's what I mean. Like, it's sick because one, that means, yeah, like you said, you broke with the team. So you're up there early. And then like to see everyone wearing 42, that's crazy. It's kind of sick how you guys still had Jackie Robinson Day this year. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome that they did it. And and they did it in a meaningful way because this was the day that Jackie sat down with Branch Rickey and talked about the plan. Uh, and also the day that Martin Luther King gave a pretty powerful speech and Jackie was in attendance. So really cool that they were able to to do that. And in light of everything that's going on, uh, a pretty special day. But this is only my second Jackie day. Like every Jackie day you get is pretty special. I did in the clubhouse today, though. I saw because the Cubs jerseys, we have our names on the back and we have so like the jersey is pretty full on the back and the Jackie Day jerseys aren't exactly the same as your everyday jersey because you don't get like the exact specs that you would normally get. So like my exact specs, there's a taper, there's a like the buttons are sewed together. And so your Jackie jersey, you don't get that. So I looked over as Hendricks was putting on his jersey and without a name, without like his Hendricks, like super long name, different number, like without that in the all gray jersey, it kind of looked like a garbage bag. And I was like, I was like, man, like that is a weird look for Kyle. Like, it just from the back, I was like that just because like, he's got such broad shoulders, but he's actually really skinny at the waist. It was just kind of hanging there. And I was like, man, but I knew like, then I looked over because Jay had his locker right next to him. And I, I actually, the uh, Bodie was sitting next to me. I looked over and I go, that's a little bit of a weird look for Kyle. But like, I know Jay is going to look great in it because Jay he's actually a mannequin where anything he wears mm-hmm. can look great on him. Cause he's got a size 30 waist. Like, I don't know if you know this about Jay. Six, yeah. Jay is six, six, two forty ish. He's got a size 30 waist. Thirty's yeah. absurd. Like that's like, what half? What are you like? Thirty-two. I'm a thirty-five. Jeez. Yeah, that's very impressive. I'm a thirty-eight. 30. Used to be a forty. Plus some weight. Zach, Zach, what are you a twenty-six? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. So think about that, Zach. You weigh one. You weigh one forty-five. Grow up, Mister Two Seventy-Five. No, two sixty. Now you know it. You're no. Nope. Sorry. You're one ninety. One eighty-five. Yeah, 180. And you have a 33, and Jay Hayes 240, probably probably to like 230, 35. 
literally insane. He, I think he's six. I think legitimately, I think he's six five two forty with a size thirty waist. It's insane. He's a mannequin. That's and right. you know, like you know when you walk through the store and you see the mannequins and you don't really think about what they're wearing because they always look good. But then you think about if you took the clothes off the mannequin and put on a normal human, you'd be like, I don't know, that's kind of a weird outfit the mannequin has on. Jay Hay is a mannequin where you could dress him in anything and he would look wonderful. Is that a new shirt slogan? Jay Hay's a mannequin. You know what we should do? <laughs> this is, but this that, is, sounds like, that sounds like an insult saying he's a mannequin. Like, I know. Boring, but like, Jay Hay looks like a mannequin. No, he's a mannequin in the sense that you can dress him in absolutely anything he and he will still look good. Yeah, I agree that's with that. High compliment. And the mannequin's always yoked. I don't know if you know, mannequins are always yoked. His, like, his ears are definitely ringing right now. Saying that you could wear anything and look good has got to be one of the bigger compliments you could ever give somebody. Oh, yeah. Jay has pulled out, like, pink shorts, like the like the sleeveless, like, Jordan sleeveless to the field. Like, things that if I wore them would look so hilarious. Wait, can we talk about when Ian started to wear shorts for the first time with no leggings out in Arizona? We, <laughs> it took me some getting used to because the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's what Ian's legs look like, huh? I go, oh. Well, he's listen, yeah. a while. He it's never wore shorts without long leggings. And we were in the dead heat of Arizona. And then one day he just decided, he's like, I need some color on my legs. And boy, did he. In what was that decision? It's because I did the Muggsy photo shoot. Oh, right. I didn't know I was going to be wearing shorts in the Muggsy photo shoot. I ended up having to wear shorts without getting any sun on my legs and going, oh, my God. But the best part started to come out now, and I'm looking at them going, oh, my God. (laughs) Those are pasty, pasty legs. And, like, my legs from the knee down are not good anyway. But the best part was you started to do it after you already had the photo shoot. So I'm like, it's already started too late. Like, what's the point now? Well, that's when I realized that from the knee down, it was a really tough look. I might as well try to get some color and see what happens. Well, it was also you wore those long leggings every day. And I was like, yeah, every day, really 100 degrees out. And we're playing tennis for four hours a day. Like, you're going to like, you're not going to live. You won't survive. I feel good about the sweat and the long leggings. I, I've, I always wear them at the field. And I wear them under my shorts and I take BP or I like get in the cage and work out. And then I put my pants on over the leggings. Um, see, I'm with you until the pants. So I wear leggings all day, like pregame. But once I, starts, I go to short ones, I can't wear long under the pants. I also do the same, but I'm saying for BP, I do the oh, yeah. long. No, I do too. I just like the, well, yeah. I like the, honestly, I do it because I like the look of it better. I think the short ones are more comfortable. Yeah, so I go long ones, and then I put my pants on and take BP. And then when BP is over shower, I have three quarters Under Armour ones that are cut. And so I do those, and then the sliders over that, and then the pants. That's a pro move, the sliders over the leggings. Pro move. Because I don't like to have the socks. Some guys will do the high socks over the leggings, which I think is like a, a crazy, crazy move. I don't like to have any overlap i like to have like See, i do i do low cut i not like low cut but like ankle sock like basketball socks i guess calf what socks. yeah the mid calf sock oh okay I do like the mid calf yes okay sock and then that's the fine pair. okay that's fine you scared me that you scared me there for a second with ankle socks yeah, yeah ankle i was gonna throw up when people wear the 
yeah, like three quarters compressions that go down like just past your knees with ankle socks. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, that's tough for me to look at. Tough. There's also people I will remain nameless. I'm pretty sure they don't listen to the pods. So it's okay. I say this. There are some people I see that wear shorts with the long socks. So it's literally long sock up to below the knee. And then I see kneecap. And then socks or then shorts above the knee. And I'm like, that's just. I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. I think it's a crazy move. It's free. It's free. Zach. Long socks aren't comfortable anyway. You guys, man. You guys got to get out, man. You guys got to get out once in a while. Long long socks are comfortable if they get out. I'm all about whatever works, I'll wear it. Like if you're telling me if you wear pants up tomorrow, Ian, Ian, I need it. Oh my God. Greatest idea ever. I need pants up tomorrow. Who says no? Please. I say no. I don't like going pants up. You have two games. One of the the first game go pants up. Yeah, what? If it doesn't want me to go pants up. I just want to know why. Like what because you need a change, Ian. If you go pants up and you guys win game one, you're a pants up guy. I you know, I had a little stretch at the the reason why I don't want to go pants up, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, is because I had a little stretch in the end of eighteen where I was so confused about my life. That I started to go pants up to try to get hits. Uh, didn't get a lot of hits. I hit one homer, pants up against Cincinnati at Wrigley, like go ahead homer. That's the only time I've ever remembered like doing well on pants up. You know what I what I know for a fact is me and Zach are pants up guys. So basically, what I'm hearing is the Compound Podcast is a pants up podcast. Correct. So I'm gonna need pants up, buddy, Ian. And the fans will love it. Yep. Hashtag pants up podcast. Please. I'm I'm, do I'm, it. I'm dead serious. I'm not saying this for the pot. I'm being serious right now, Ian. I want you to go pants up for game one tomorrow. Please. Go. Who's starting game one for them? Bauer? I don't know yet. Hopefully yeah. not Bauer, because that won't count because you could yeah. go. It's very likely you go over. Um, no offense. He's very good. Um, <laughs> pick somebody that's like an easier target. Like you could get a couple knocks off him. Yeah, I think it's Bauer Darvish game one. Okay, Whoa. just kidding. Go pants up game two. No, that's the test. Here, here. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If the Cubbies lose game one, which we won't, if the Cubbies lose game one, I will then go pants, and people are not going to listen to this until Monday, so I have to do it. If the Cubbies lose game one, I will go pants up for game two. Yes. I'm in on that. I'm okay with that. I accept that. Uh, maybe. Thing, maybe. Thing. <laughs> Maybe Ian sparks the dugout tomorrow because he doesn't want to wear pants up and they win game one. I was going to say, you realize this can go one of two ways. One, you light the spark to win game one or low-key, me and Zach were in the background rooting for a loss in game one so that you go pants up. All I'm saying is if we lose game one with Darvish on the bump, I will go pants up. I need you to tell Danny. I have short pants. Danny to get the pants up, to get the shorties ready for you. I have no, I have shorties that I bring on the road with me. I just never wear them. I need it. Please, will you just do it game one? I'm so scared you won't do it. I will do it if we lose game one. I'm saying you do it game one and then you keep them if you win and you take them off if you lose. No, because I can't, I can't switch up the mojo for game one when I still, when I still think the Cubbies are going to come out with Darvish on the bump and we're going to roll. But you're sitting here making me and Zach. Not root for it, but kind of, you know, I mean, if you you guys being bad fans, bad teammates, <laughs> I hope, I hope it's, I don't, I have no comment. I don't know what I hope for. Yeah. This, I, see, I, I've, I've been quiet. I've been quiet because no matter what I say, it's the wrong thing. I agree. 
there's there's no win win. There's no winning here for us. You know what we should talk about though is we should talk about the fact that our guests now are going to get a shirt when they come on the podcast from Cuts Clothing because we have a new sponsor. Yes, we do. In addition to Parse, we still have Parse. We're still presented by Parse, but guess what? We have a Cuts Clothing shirt sponsor, and we have our first promo code. Ooh. Listen up. Listen can I use promo up. Code or... You can use the promo code. Anybody, am... You know what the beauty of a promo code is? Anybody can use the promo code. I love that. So the promo code is compound. Just compound, all lowercase? I don't think the case matters, but the way I'm reading it is uppercase. Well, basically, if the uppercase C works, or yeah, try all caps. You know, try, I would try all caps. I would try all caps. I don't know that you necessarily need it, but it's 15% off, or you can go to cutsclothing.com backslash compound, and then everything is automatically 15% off. But Cuts Clothing, they do t-shirts. Zach loves them. I was going to say, I for one, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. I am thrilled that we have this partnership now. I'm thrilled. I have a bunch of... You love about the shirts then? I love them. They're they're very, not tight, but tight at the same time. They're an athletic fit. But they're they're soft, but they're not tight. I don't know how to explain it, but they're tight at the same time. They're like, you you know what? The 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 only thing I'll say is the only way you'll know how they really fit is if you buy one and try it. Now we're talking. That's a great point. But you have to use promo code compound or else you're not allowed to buy them. Yep. This is what I would say about cuts. I would say that they're athletic. They're tailored fit. You can choose what you want to the, uh, like the cut. And shirt, you can have yeah longer. Yeah. If you want it longer, if you want it curved, if you want it squared, you can choose all that. I think that's awesome. They have every color you've ever imagined. They're super comfortable. They're super stretchy. I love anything that stretches because that's what we wear on a daily basis. Dakota? I will say my favorite thing, I wore the polo today to the field that I got. And I, that was probably my favorite thing about it was like the fit at the bottom around the waist. It's nice and long. Yep. And it's, uh, I don't know the word for it, but you know what I'm saying, Zach? Elongated? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't like... My biggest fear is having a shirt too short that I can't like drop my phone, bend over, and pick it up without my ass crack coming out. You know what I'm saying? So I need a nice long shirt that fits nicely, and this thing fits beautifully. You're telling me that your favorite <laughs> thing about this shirt is that you can bend <laughs> over and your ass crack doesn't come out. It protects my ass. Cuts clothing. Heard it here first. It'll protect. That's the best promo I've ever heard in my life. All right, we Go should ahead. we should move on. From Dakota's ass crack to to talk for a minute about baseball. Chris Bryant, friend of the pod, one of our favorite guests. We had everyone's tied for our favorite guests, just so everyone No, but like if somebody were to face him hypothetically, they'd be pretty generous to him, right? Friend of the pod? Well, I here's what happened. Here's what happened. KB is down in South Bend. He's getting some ABs. Well, he's back and forth, I guess. Getting some ABs. Dakota threw to him today. Today. Dakota, why don't you tell us how it went? Well, I told you guys beforehand, I said, KB's here. I said, friend of the pod, KB is in South Bend, and I'm throwing today. I'm going to fluff him up and throw 86 down the middle. And Ian told me expressly, don't do that. 
he said, you got to strike him out. And I said, your wish is my command. That's what I said. No mercy for friends of the pot. So, yeah, I mean, I you hit him, but you hit him with five straight heaters, right? <laughs> I think he might have been waiting for an off speed. I don't think he had the scouting report on me that I throw a lot of fastballs and he saw five straight fastballs and he may or may not have struck out. Zach, I, I'm sure you can attest to this, that when you're coming off an injury and you're rehabbing, there's probably nothing worse than like you're trying to so like make sure the how your body feels and all you're thinking about is like, does my wrist hurt? Whatever it is, like does this hurt? Does that hurt? Like can I get a swing off properly? The, the, the thing is too is that when I was in like rookie ball or whatever rehabbing, I was trying to cover six pitches at the same time. So I didn't look like an idiot too, like trying to swing at a pitch that was in the dirt. So I would like KB was probably literally trying to cover all of Dakota's four pitches. He had every single pitch. But the thing is that the thing that terrified me was the fact it was a wrist injury. And I think it was the first four were fastballs out. And then PJ, PJ Higgins, our cat, my catcher called fastball in. And I was like, shit, no, I, so scared nope. of going in there because I don't want to miss and run one in on his hand and like hit his wrist. We can't so go in. What I struck him out on was actually like a two seam that was supposed to be in, but it was like middle and it ended up like sinking. And I was like, I've never thrown that before. That worked out well. It literally was like a sinker. I was like, I don't For throw the that. record, what did Ian say about sinkers down? Um, no, he said go fastball up, change up down, fastball up. Oh, did he say change up down? I said, I said, I said, get the, I said run the change up down and in and then go I back. Yeah. His second at bat that he flew out on, I threw him a fastball like up and away that was literally like shoulder height and he fouled it off. And I was like, I don't know how he got up to that because that was literally like at his neck. He'll foul it off. It was a terrifying at bat in the sense that I was so afraid of going inside that he should have known I was throwing everything away. I didn't know until today because you said earlier that you guys are using TrackMan for the strike zone. Yeah, because... I mean, it's just easier. We experimented with TrackMan at Wrigley and with John Baker behind the plate and with catchers calling strikes during summer camp. And TrackMan missed some middle-middle heaters and called them balls. TrackMan, we had it in the fall league too. And, you know, those hitters, are when they're pissed, you know, those big curveballs, I mean, you get rung up on them when they bounce and you're like... I was going to say neither of you are going to like this, but TrackMan is, in my experience so far... 100% a benefit to the pitcher. I oh, get yeah. way more calls on track, man, than I get with like a catcher calling. Strikes. My, my thing, I heard this during the fall league when guys were complaining about it. It was like, so you get rung up on a call, whatever, you don't think it's a strike. What's the first thing you do either that night or the next day? Look at Ivy. Like, you go look to see if that pitch was a strike on track, man. So when TrackMan tells you it's a strike, I'm like, and the thing is, hitters still get mad here, and I'm like, right, it's hey man, right. you, have to, you have to have it calibrated perfectly. I think like I don't really get upset up and down as much as I do in and out. Oh, in and out, yep, in and out. I don't so care. I think I think if TrackMan is right in and out, I would be okay. Uh, I've this, this TrackMan definitely it's it's more consistent in and out than it is up and down. Me and Zach have had this argument numerous yeah. times. Though. I said, hitters say they want robo-ump, and I said, I don't think hitters realize how high the strike zone goes. Correct. Hitters don't realize how high the strike zone is, and pitchers, I mean, I work up and down, so it 
I mean, it's different for me, but like pitchers obviously realize it, but like in and out is a lot tighter. than Right. Out. But then, right. You know, if we're watching a ball, we're taking whatever count it is and we see it go right inside that white line of the batter's box. You're like, Hey man, I know that's not a strike. Don't call it a strike. Yeah. I think the perfect example was today the pitch Kipnis struck out on. That was like a fastball, like letter high, and like they have the K zone on the TV. And I mean, it was a strike. I don't, he didn't even argue it. I'm just saying, like, it was a top of the zone strike. And I think hitter wise, like, that's a very hard pitch to get up to. You guys can, I feel like a high pitch is the hardest pitch to get up and get. Yeah. I think, I think there would be, especially like off speed up in the zone and a couple fastballs that would nick the top of the zone that I would be like, shit, like, I don't think I could get to that, but for the most part, the uh, I think I would be happier about calls that are just off or just in that I see really well, especially left-handed and don't fire at, that get called strikes more often than not. Did you think the one today was a strike to you? In? I don't know. It was. I think it was early. I thought that was a ball. It was the first pitch of my second bat or third bat. Yeah, it was. I think another one for the inner out is like sliders and curveballs on track, man. Like a catcher will literally catch it with his glove in the dirt and it misses the zone by like, Oh yeah. Inch. Like it's, yeah. Like, if it was actually robo ump, pitchers would throw the Alec Mills curveball right. and literally bounce it. And it'd be right. like, but like you guys aren't even expecting that to get a call to strike. Even if you throw in a game though, either it's so it's, no. it's kind of like, there's like a fine line between how much of the ball has to touch it up and down. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm I'm arguing more to the point of like people saying they want robo on, yeah, and I'm like, right. I just don't think that's like realistic because there's some like I threw one like a couple outings ago. It was supposed to be like a fastball in, and I yanked it away. And TrackMan had it as a strike, and like they say, strike over the intercom. And I literally go, I mean, that's a ball. Like I will right, never right. off. I missed my spot that bad. <laughs> There was one. There was one during summer camp. Actually, I think it was when we had the uh, St. Louis series canceled, and we were playing. Sea Ray started at home, and I, it was called a strike by Trackman. It was brothers threw it. It was in, and it was the catcher caught it through it to second. Trackman called it a ball, and they put it up on the scoreboard. Ball one, two zero, or whatever it was, and the catcher called it a strike back there. And I was like, no, no, like it's a ball. The, speaking of like the summer camp and like that, I mean, that's basically what we still have here. When the catchers are in charge of calling balls and strikes, that is such a lose-lose position. Like oh. on borderline pitches because it's like, well, I'm catching the pitcher. So like, do I help him or do I help the hitter on a borderline call? Like that's such a tough spot to be in. Yeah. And if you're a catcher, you have to be, I mean, for the most part, depending on like, cause it happens every spring training too. It's like, for the most part, you have to be on the side of the pitcher. Yeah. Unless it's like a super veteran hitter where you just, and a young pitcher where you're like, look, you're not going to get that call. PJ gave me one day at Souza that I saw on track, man. It was actually like just out for a ball and he called it a strike. And Souza like looked at him and I was like, oh boy, PJ, give me that call. This is my favorite because he hates all umpires. Souza has never agreed with the strike call in his life. Souza argues with the robo up here. He'll turn around and scream at Sam, who's calling out balls and strikes from the track man, and he's like, That's not a strike. And we're like, I mean, it's on track man, man. Like, that's a strike. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Souza is my favorite player, and he's I, I absolutely love him. He's so funny. 
And I really miss him in the dugout right now. Like not having him around, being in the dugout, his presence. He's the one that sings Riz's walkout song when he comes up. He told us uh, when we left town to go to Detroit that uh, he was going to you know, be rehabbing and he wouldn't be with us. Uh, and that was tough. I was like, damn it, I'm really going to miss him. That guy just loves baseball. Like, I feel like he loves being at the baseball park and like getting it back. He would be a great guest. He would be a great guest for us. He is, uh, he is oh. really, he's really funny. And I was talking to Goldschmidt on first base when we were playing the cards and loved him as a teammate. Like, cause they played together in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And just like what I've heard around the league, just talking to guys, like everybody loved him as a teammate. Great dude. Why don't, why don't we tell the people our screen times and let them? Ah. I'm glad you brought this up. You know why? It just flipped over to Sunday. Because it's past, <laughs> it's past midnight. You can look at your screen time from yesterday. Nope, sorry. Two minutes. Sorry. All I, no, sorry. I, I need your Friday screen time. I'm sorry. It's Saturday now. I got sorry, two man. minutes. I, no excuses. Man, it's not even working. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't even know how to look at Fridays. Like, I got two Come minutes. This is a full day. This is a full day of screen time. Cheese no, and not for you. cheese and rice. Can we just stay with today's? You don't want to know yesterday's. See, I cannot cool. wait until you and I cannot wait for. I cannot wait until next week when we can all wear cuts shirts and drink parse rum while recording the compound podcast. No, I have no more parse rum. Neither do yeah. I. There's more coming, more coming for both of you, so we can drink parse and wear cuts clothing. Don't I'm forget. Worried, I'm uh, worried. Don't forget about that promo code. I want to see everybody using that promo code. It's compound capital compound promo code cutsclothing.com backslash compound. Ian, can I, I tell screen times right now from Friday? Can I tell you my screen time from yesterday in absolute awe of myself? Yes. Seven hours, 27 minutes. See, Dakota is a manipulator of no, screen time because no. he knows he knows the days we're going to record, and this no. one was sprung up because, on us about an hour and a half ago. Because yesterday was no. an early day for me at the park. I was home by noon. So shame. I'm home at noon. That's a lot of time in my apartment alone. That's a lot of phone time. The guy's grinding his apartment. I don't I don't fault you for that seven hours. That's a full day. Zach, what was yours? Six twenty eight. Guess what? I feel better about my seven now. Ian, how much did you have? 613. No, I'm saying I feel better because I felt like seven was the most I've ever had. Like, I don't know if no. I've ever seen a higher number. This was really high. We didn't take BP today, and that definitely contributed to my screen time because of the rain. But 613 was a high score. But I didn't feel that bad about your seven, honestly. For a, 20, for a 24-hour screen time, I mean, it's high. But When I saw the please? seven, I was in shock. I need a screen time of PS4. That's what I want. That would be at least today, like Friday. Honestly, probably 10 hours and a, 10 and a half can hours. We switch, can we switch Dakota's well, screen time to PS4 I, so we can get a real number? Why? Can I tell you why? Because Madden just came out and I have PJ Tour, Tour 2K21. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? Not play them? Like, yeah, right. Grow up. Let me see your 18 birdies screen time. Didn't use it. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're a yardage book guy now, big two-year guy. No, I wish. Those things are literally impossible to read. This okay. is this is like, episode I can't hear you guys bicker anymore. This is episode subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Woo! Episode twenty seven of the compound podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go to parsearum.com, get your parse. 
Go to Cuts Clothing, use promo code COMPOUND, all caps. We think Obvious shirts, obvious shirts, compound shirts. See, try all lowercase. Who knows? We don't know. Might be all caps. Try it. We will be wearing our Cuts shirts and drinking Parse next week. That is the Compound Episode 27, brought to you by Parse Rum. Definitely not 100% not coming to you live from the Compound.